Thanks for checking out this message from River Valley Church in Boise, Idaho. We hope that it encourages you and inspires you. For more messages like this, make sure to check out our podcast. And for more content from River Valley, go to our website, rivervalleyboise.com. Enjoy this message. You guys, good morning. It is so great to see you online today. Uh, spend a little bit of time together. I'm excited because not only do we get to hang out online, uh, which is super awesome to be able to do that, but I'm also excited because we have the one and only Ellie Hubbard here today. And we get to have a conversation uh, <laughs> about the next <laughs> part of our series that we're in uh, called Bold. Last weekend was awesome. Easter weekend was super cool. It was awesome to be with Fortins in their home celebrating Easter yeah. uh, with them. And uh, and so we're just excited to dig back into the word and to the series that we're in uh, today. We're going to be talking about something um, pretty, pretty cool. Uh, we're going to be talking about words today. Um, words have power. Yeah. And we, we hear that and people say it and this is you know, we, we hear there's all kinds of sayings about this, but words really do have power and they have power for good and power for bad. And, uh, and so we're gonna be talking about this today. Just a verse to kind of kick off this whole conversation um, as we dig in is from Proverbs 18, verse 21. And it says this, death and life are in the power of the tongue and those who love it will eat its fruit. Both death and life are in the power of the tongue. And not only just death and life over yourself, but other people as well, right? right. The words right. that we say have really, really important uh, impact on the people around us yeah. and impact on our own lives. And if you're like me, who you happen to be, your love language happens to be a words of affirmation person, uh, it bears even more weight. You're so amazing. <laughs> oh, thanks, babe. <laughs> thanks, thanks. I wrote that in the notes for her to say. Uh, <laughs> No, but it is really true. It is really true. Words have power. And so we're going to be talking about that um, today. Yeah. We actually discussed a ton of different options of what we could talk about today and, and a bunch of different examples of people who made bold declarations mm -hmm. in the Bible. Yeah. And we were trying to come oh, up with um, who to kind of study today because mm -hmm. we wanted to take a person and just go after it. Right. And so... Um, Which is hard to do because there's a bunch of them. I know. There's well, tons of great examples. I really wanted to do Esther, but... She didn't make a bold enough declaration. But you... <laughs> it was semi-bold. It was semi-bold. It was semi-bold. What? <laughs> Never mind. So anyway, we discussed it and we've decided we're going to do Peter. Yes. So the we man, wanted... the mouth, and the legend. Yes. The mouth. <laughs> I happen to be married to a mouth as well. <laughs> you know what? That could be a good thing. <laughs> it is a great thing. We are. We're going to be talking about Peter today and uh, kind of going through just a little bit of his life. Um, one of the things that is very true about Peter is he had a big mouth. Yes. Like all the way through, mouth. he had a big mouth. But what was really cool is that was one of the reasons Jesus called him is because he knew that he was going to have boldness yes. to be able to declare some stuff that needed to be said. Yeah. But he had a lot of work to get to the point of making the right kind of declarations with his mouth. Let me, I just want to give you an example. I think this is really funny. This is an example of Peter running his mouth off 
This um, is not a bold declaration. This is not. A, well, it is a well, bold declaration, but not a good bold declaration. I thought this was really funny. Matthew 17, verses 2. This is the Mount of Transfiguration, right? So Jesus took his disciples up, and this is where he's, he's transformed, and uh, Elijah and Moses come, and they talk to him, and God comes and confirms who he is. And this is what it says in Matthew 17. Then Jesus' appearance was dramatically altered. A radiant light, as bright as the sun, poured from his face, and his clothing became luminescent, dazzling like a lightning. He was transfigured before their very eyes. Then suddenly Moses and Elijah appeared, and they spoke with Jesus. Peter blurted out, here comes the, the mouth. Blurted. <laughs> yeah. Blurted. Lord, it's so wonderful that we're all here together. If you want, I'll construct three shrines. One for you, one for Moses, and one for Elijah. But this is the this is the part that I think is really funny. But while Peter was still speaking, like <laughs> mid-sentence, a radiant cloud composed of light spread over them, enveloping them all. And God's voice suddenly spoke from the clouds saying, this is my dearly loved son, the constant focus of my delight. Listen to him. Him. In other words, Peter, be quiet. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> Anybody awesome. ever got reprimanded maybe from a, a verbal voice from heaven that's like, hey, you be quiet. I, I yeah. haven't had that happen. I'm pretty sure I would fall flat on my face. <laughs> yeah, me too. <laughs> <laughs> um, however, we do get one of the boldest declarations in the Bible from Peter um, in Matthew 16. Uh Jesus and his disciples had been in another location and they had just come into Caesarea Philippi, um, which is basically a place in Israel. So there you go <laughs> for all of you. Do Bible we have a nerds. map that we can put on the screen? Yeah, it'll be over your shoulder. Okay. Just point over your shoulder right there. Matthew the 16. Map. When Jesus came to Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples this question. What are the people saying about me, the son of man? Who do they believe that I am? They answered, Some are convinced you are John the Baptist. Others say you are Elijah, reincarnated, or Jeremiah, or one of the prophets. But you, who do you say that I am? Jesus asked. Simon Peter spoke up and said, You are the anointed one, the son of the living God. Peter's declaration about who Jesus is is one of the boldest declarations we can make. Yeah. Romans 10, 9 says, If you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. And as we confess that with our mouth, we actually change our enti the entire tra trajectory yeah. of our eternity. Yeah. And so those words are super powerful yeah. because we go from death to life. We yeah. go from hell to heaven. Yeah. And as we confess that, it becomes, uh, it starts a whole new life for us. Right. We begin to turn from one way of living and live mm -hmm. a totally different way and go in a totally different direction. Mm -hmm. And it's towards God and not away from him. And so it's amazing that Peter had this revelation and was able to communicate it in that way. And Jesus goes on to say some other things about it. Mm-hmm. Yep. So he goes on right after this, Matthew 16. Actually, hold on. I, I, I want to just pause for a second because I think what Ellie said was really, really powerful. That that was the boldest declaration that you can ever make. And for some of you who are maybe watching it online at home, this is the bold declaration that you need to start with. Yeah. Before any other declaration, before any other thing that we read, before any other piece of scripture, the declaration that you need to declare in your heart and that you get to declare in your heart 
is to confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and to believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead. Yeah. Like this is the crux of it. This is the most, most, most important thing. And so today, I just want to give you an opportunity to do that. We're going to pray at the end and we're going to pray with you. But I do want you, as we're just processing and thinking here, to be considering that and taking just a gauge at your own life as far as where you are. And is this where you're at? Is right. this the declaration that you need to make today? Right. Not any other declaration, right? right. Not, nothing beyond that, except to say, I confess with my mouth, Jesus is Lord. Yeah. And let it start there. So just be thinking about that as we as we process through. Uh, Matthew 16, this is Jesus' response to this incredible declaration that Peter said. Jesus says this, You are favored and privileged, Simon, son of Jonah. For you didn't discover this on your own, but my Father in heaven has, this is cool, supernaturally revealed it to you. Supernaturally revealed yeah. it to you. He didn't learn this from anybody. Right. He learned it because God had supernaturally put it in him. And this is the, the, the thing that we need to understand about this is that we get this supernatural revelation of God through the word and through spending yeah. time with him. The only way that we can get this revelation, the same revelation that Peter had, is by spending time in the word, is by focusing and learning about who God is and right. then being able to declare that because of a supernatural impartation. But here's the key, here's the trick. That doesn't happen unless we're spending time in the word. Right. That doesn't happen unless we're spending time with him, unless we're creating moments in our life to get that supernatural download and that right. revelation from God. Right, I think it's that whole process of making room for God in mm -hmm. your life. Do we make room for him in yes. our thoughts? Do we make room for him yes. in our daily pursuits? Um, are we so consumed with all of the news right now? Right, um, social media. Like I have been, no, I mean, I really, I struggled. <laughs> I was consumed with news and I actually had God kind of tap me on the shoulder and be like, <laughs> Hey Ellie, um, are you making room for me? It's good. Um, am I? Are you near to me, or are you near to the newsroom? Right. And uh, <laughs> Ooh. seriously, it's a it's a good question to ask yourself. Yeah. And um, so we need to make room for him to be able to to help yeah. us know what is the supernatural truth that we should be living by, not what's the earthly truth. Yeah, that's right. Um, what that's we right. see. So. The other thing that, that about this whole thing that, that led Peter to this moment was the fact that Peter wanted a revelation from God. Yeah. I mean, he left everything. You think about it. Jesus called him. He left everything he had to follow this teacher, to follow this Messiah and right. figure out who he was and who he was that Christ said he was, right? And so right. he went on this whole journey. He wanted a revelation. Right. And because he wanted a revelation, it led him to be able to spend time Right. and find out about this it fueled everything he did yeah and your your desire for a revelation from god is going to fuel your daily habits it's going to fuel your prayer time it's going right. to do exactly what ellie said it's going to actually shape how you spend your time on a daily basis right if you have a desire and a want for the revelation of god it's sometimes a very sobering thing to actually take account of your right. life and be like yeah, I don't know if I've desired it right. as much because the decisions I'm making in life or the things that I'm doing aren't lining up with that. Right. It's a it's a reality check a little bit. Very much so. Yeah, very much so. Totally. What happened next? So then Jesus 
uh, was standing there with, with Peter and he said, I give you the name Peter, a stone, and this truth of who I am will be the bedrock foundation on which I will build my church, my legislative assembly, and the power of death, other translations say the gates of hell, will not be able to overpower it. Mm -hmm. Through our declaration of who Christ is, we are able to break open the gates of hell and rescue captives. Mm -hmm. The power of death doesn't have any control over us. Mm -hmm. It doesn't have power over us. Mm -hmm. And we are able to bring freedom to those who are bound, to those who are in sin, to those who are um, far from God. We yeah. actually have power by our declaration yeah. to set people free, yeah. which is pretty amazing. God gave us that power to be able to communicate his word yeah. with other people um, through our actions yeah. and through our mouth. Um, to be able to tell them about who he is. And yeah. that declaration is actually what builds the church yeah. as we declare yeah. um, the word of God, that the, who Christ is, we're actually building the church because we're setting people free and bringing his kingdom to earth. And one of, the, one of the things I liked about what you said, we were talking about this when we were processing before, is that the gates of hell are designed to, to um, hold people in, right. not to keep people out. And so mm. it's it's actually the enemy holding people in. And yeah. we've been commissioned, yeah. really, yeah. to be declares of the truth. And yeah. when we do that, we actually have power to open those gates and let right. people out of hell, right. which is amazing. And then it goes on to say something else, which is pretty powerful. Yeah. And, and it says this. Jesus said, I will give you the keys of heaven's kingdom realm to forbid on earth that which is forbidden in heaven and to release on earth that which is released in heaven. This is this is the powerful the, the powerful piece of this. This whole declaration of you are the Christ, you are the Messiah. Those simple words that Peter uttered and those same words that we utter, this right. this this most powerful declaration that we can make is that it is the declaration of who Christ is. And this is what gives uh, us the power is right. because Christ has given us the power to overcome death. We're not just saying a bunch of words that are right. that are cool sounding words, right? It's not yeah. just these these eloquent things, but it's it's because of the content of the declaration that we make. The right. content is who he is and when we declare who he is, freedom comes to the captive. When we declare who he is, the power of death is is overcome by him. Right. So so our declaration it not only saves us, right. it not only saves you, it doesn't. It not only saves me or you, right. but it actually has a multiplying effect to be able right. to save other people. I mean, think about those around you. Think about your neighbors. Think about the people that you work with. Think about family members. Right. And as you begin to declare the truth of who he is, not not wishful thinking, not not just haphazard words, right. but as you begin to start declaring the truth of who Jesus Christ is, it has breaking and freeing power over people in your life. Right. For you personally and for your life. It's an right. amazing thing that happens. Right. And the, the keys to the kingdom. So it's like we've been able to break open the gates of hell and let the captives out. And we don't just let them out for like nothing. We actually have keys to the kingdom of heaven yeah. and we can open the door of heaven for them and usher yeah. them in. Right. And I just think that's so powerful. Yeah. Jesus gave us that power. He yeah. didn't just reserve it for himself. He actually puts it on us when we make that first declaration. And, and, and what we're not saying is that we're the ones who save them. No, 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 no. <laughs> that's, that's, that's not at all it. But the, what we're what we are communicating what we are declaring 
is Christ, right. is Jesus, is what Paul said. I preach Christ and Christ resurrected. And when we do that, that declaration is what draws people to heaven. It draws people to eternity with Christ. Right. And uh, and so it's an amazing thing. And it's actually what, it, he says it here, it's what the foundation of the church is. Yes. It's the confession of our faith. And yeah. as we confess Christ as Lord, he builds his church through that. And so, yeah. um, you know, we've, we've, we talk a lot about church growth and um, what that looks yeah. like. And it's actually us sharing the gospel yeah. with those around us That's right. and making that bold declaration of who Christ is. Yeah. And, um, and then it multiplies itself and right. that's how we build the church. Right. I think it's a good sobering thing to do again, a little bit of a reality check, like you were saying earlier of how much is this actually on our tongue? Right. How much are we actually making this declaration? Right. To ourselves and to the people around us. When's the last time that you actually went up to your neighbor and started declaring that God is is the, the Messiah. He's the Christ. He's right. He's Lord over your life, right? And not just walking up and He's the you know, He's the <laughs> Savior of the Awkward. world. But but having that in your conversation so that you it's impossible for you to say something, it's impossible for you to finish a sentence without having that woven in. It's right. impossible to have any kind of an interaction with person um, without that declaration of who Christ is coming out. Right, and I think too, part of this, the supernatural declarations of God, um, like what Peter had, it's interesting because it's not just that one declaration, mm. but it's also, you can get supernatural revelation about that person yeah. and what God is speaking over them and yeah. be able to relate to them right where they're at. Yeah. And it's not in a condemning way, it's in a, God loves you and yeah. beginning to see um, past whatever they're living in and not yeah. even calling that out, but actually calling out the things of God in them, yes. the things that he has planned for them and yes. speaking to what could be. Yes, that's right, that's right. This powerful moment. Now, here, here's what's really interesting, though, is there's this whole incredible encounter. Peter makes this amazing, bold statement, and, and Jesus just completely confirms it and talks about the power <laughs> and all this kind of stuff. And then we go on to the next part, starting in <laughs> verse 21. From then on, Jesus began to clearly reveal to his disciples that he was destined to go to Jerusalem and suffer injustice from the elders, leading priests, and religious scholars. He also explained that he would be killed and three days later be raised to life again. <laughs> this is the same guy who just made this amazing declaration of who Christ was. That was his declaration. Peter took him aside to correct him privately. <laughs> He reprimanded Jesus over and over, saying to him, God forbid, master, spare yourself. You must never let this happen to you. And Jesus turned to Peter and said, get out of my way, you Satan. Again, has anybody, has Jesus ever called you Satan or anything <laughs> that you've said before? I mean, this is like, oh my goodness. You are an offense to me because your thoughts are only filled with man's viewpoint and not with the ways of God. What this is here is a really sobering example of what making a declaration from man's viewpoint yeah. rather than the supernatural viewpoint of God looks like. Yeah. It is so easy for us to land in this place of making declarations that are based off of what we think Right. or what we've experienced or 
what the enemy is speaking into our, our the lies that are filling our head and right. we start making declarations off of that right this right here peter's declaration was based out of fear right how many times do yeah. we make declarations over ourselves that are based out of fear Right. We're afraid of what's going to happen. We're afraid of, of, of what's to come. And so we start to make these declarations to start to qualify maybe what God has spoken or starting to qualify the declarations, the true declarations of Scripture. Why? Because we're afraid. And so we start to look at it from our own vantage point, our own viewpoint right. rather than God's. Yeah. I think it's a really important thing just to recognize that we need to take on Christ and yeah. not just yeah. live in the world and what's interesting about peter here is he was just playing out in his mind something that he had grown up believing about who the messiah would right. be and he was believing that jesus was going to come and rule on earth and hmm. right then hmm. and jesus does rule on earth but it's in a different way than what peter imagined hmm. and i think sometimes we get trapped in this way we get a revelation from God, maybe, of mm -hmm. who Christ is. And then we see that yeah. playing out in a certain way. And when it doesn't go that way, we have discouragement in our heart. Yeah, and we begin true. to doubt or yeah. um, begin to make declarations against God's will based mm. on what we perceive is Ooh. God's will. And so I think it's important for us to continually go back to Jesus and just you know bow at his feet and right. say, God, is there anything in my mind, anything right. I'm declaring that doesn't line up with what you're saying. Yeah. And if there is, please make it known to me. Right. And it's like, Jesus is going to do that. The, the word of God actually says when we ask, we will find, mm -hmm. we will find an answer. Right. When we seek, we will find. Yeah. When we knock, the door the will be open, open to yeah. us. And so when those, mm -hmm. when we have, um, when we come to him and ask him, mm -hmm. he is willing to make himself known to us, whether we have a wrong perspective or if we're asking for a new revelation, a new perspective, he will give it to us. And so um, we just want to take a, a couple yeah. minutes here yeah. and pause. And I know you're at home with your family or maybe you're home by yourself. Um, either way, uh, just take a moment here. I'm going to ask you a question and I right. want you to kind of, if you need to close your eyes, you can. If you need to leave them open so your kids don't draw on your wall, that's fine. <laughs> um, but maybe just ask the Lord in your heart. Um, you know, God, are there any negative words of the enemy, any preconceived ideas, yeah. um, any of my own sinful thoughts that I'm allowing and declaring about who you are, whether that's in my heart um, or out of my mouth, that yeah. I'm declaring about you or myself or my situation yeah. that are not true? Can mm. you reveal that to me right now, Jesus? Mm. So we're just going to ask him, yeah. reveal to me any negative or untrue, basically yeah, not yeah. true, lies, lies mm -hmm. that I'm declaring. Mm -hmm. I, I'm sure that all of you probably identified one or more of these areas yeah. where uh, where these lies have have crept in and where the right. enemies maybe captured you in in these lies and different things and and it's probably a little bit of a scary thing I would imagine too yeah. as you as you stop to realize 
oh my goodness, like this is this is something. This yeah. has really held me. This has yeah. bound me, right? Yeah. Um, and it, it can be a scary thing. It can kind of leave you in a little bit of a, now what do I do? Like now right. what? And here's the next part. This is what we're gonna do is we're gonna take another minute and I want you to now take those, those lies, take all of those things, those things that the enemy has thrown at you, and I want you to stop and just ask God in your heart, right. what does he say about you? Right. And what does he say about those lies that the enemy has spoken over you and those lies that you've believed? But I want you to take a moment just again in quiet in your home and ask yourself, what is, what is he saying to you right, right now in this moment? God's word and God's truth in our lives is an amazing thing. It's yeah. a freeing thing. It's a powerful thing. And uh, and maybe for some of you, what we just did is really hard. Yeah. Maybe for some of you, and this is this happens, This there are people who are here that maybe you're like, well, I couldn't come up with anything. Right. I, I was stuck. I was, I was completely stuck. And I'm now still have that lie floating around in my head. Right. And I cannot latch on to what God says about me in the middle of whatever I'm walking through. Right. right. Ephesians 6, Paul writes in Ephesians 6 about the armor of God. And there are only two pieces of the armor that are used for offense. Most of the armor of God is used as defense against the enemy. Right. One of those things that is used as offense against the lies of the enemy is the sword of the spirit, which the Bible says is the word of God. Right. The only thing that can combat the lies of the enemy in your life, anxiety, fear, depression, worry, doubt, sadness, like all of this stuff, burdens and heaviness, the only right. thing that can combat that is the word of God. It's the right. only thing. In fact, when Jesus was tempted in the wilderness, yeah, just... when, when, when Satan came to him and tempted him three times, how did Jesus respond? With scripture. Yeah. That's all that he quoted was scripture. Yeah. And that was all that he needed because that scripture was all the enemy needed and he hightailed it out of there, right? right? So scripture is the only thing to go on the offensive against the enemy and to push back darkness in some of these areas that have bound you and have limited you and have captured you where you right. become a slave to the enemy, a slave to, to fear and a slave to sin. The only thing that you can do is to pick up the word of God. Right and go to war against the enemy. It's the only thing that will work. Right. But in order to do that, we have to. Be in the word. <laughs> yeah. You know, strong Christians are made from Christians who spend time with Jesus, spend time right. in the word of God, spend yes. time in prayer. Yes. That's how we strengthen ourselves. Yes. And so it's so important for us to not just you know, hustle through life, trying yeah. to make everything happen and keep all the plates spinning. Yeah. It's actually more important for us 
to pause on the regular um, throughout the day uh, and ask God for his word and and open the word. um, (laughs) Not just ask him, but actually open the Bible. I, I try to leave my Bible open um, often so that I remember to read it. Yeah. Um, and in some seasons, I've been a lot better about that than others. But mm. I think this is a strategic season. We yes. should open our Bibles and leave yes. them on the counter. We yeah. should open our Bibles and leave them on the nightstand. Yes. We should open our Bibles and leave them on the bathroom counter yeah. or by the toilet if you need to do that. <laughs> um, <laughs> 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 But we have a few tools to help you out too. Yeah. Um, just some resources that we can yeah. kind of send your way. One of them is uh, Steve Backland put together 75 declarations that are rooted in the Word of God. Yeah. They're not actually the Word of God, but they are rooted in it. And there's 75 of them that you can read over yourself, over your home, over yeah. your family. And they kind of cover all the areas of life. Yeah. And as you read, we, we would challenge you yeah. to maybe try for 30 days. What have you read these 75 declarations over your family, over yourself, over your home, um, for 30 days, imagine what could happen. Um, as you begin to speak with power, these words, you know, God used words to create the world. And so (laughs) I think that as we become imitators of him, Mm. we, we can create things with our words. We create a new life with our words, just like God created life with his words. We create life with our words. And so, um, if you want to take up this challenge, I think Jason's going to throw the resource online. Yeah. They're all on the website. So if you go, to the website that is on your screen right now you can download a pdf that has all 75 and maybe it's a little daunting to be like i gotta read 75 a day no 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 no. pick a few of them right pick a few of them that really relate to you where you're at and claim those and begin to to speak them over and what ellie was saying was right he what he's done is he's taken scripture and then he's paraphrased some of it so that it can be a declaration that you can say but every single one of these has the scripture reference where it's pulled from so and this is a cool tool too is you might decide I'm going to memorize the scripture and I'm going to memorize the declaration so I don't even have to read it but it can just be on the tip of my tongue right right? and there's something powerful that happens when we memorize the and speak the word of God right Right. so those are on the website you can download them I'll just give you a couple examples Um, one of them here that he puts on here is um, I let the peace of God rule in my heart as a member of one body I am called to peace and I am thankful. Yeah. And another one is God has not given me a spirit of fear. He gives me power, love, and self-discipline. And that's from Timothy 1, 7. Mm -hmm. And so these are just powerful ways to begin to speak life from your own heart yeah. and begin to yeah. sh- like speak it into existence. Yeah. Um, and so the other thing that we have going on is yep. in you version, mm-hmm. which is a Bible app. And if you don't have it, I would highly recommend getting it. It's awesome. Um, it's on most start- smartphones, right? You could all of them, all of the smartphones. I don't know. Except yours. If you haven't downloaded it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you can put the you version app on there. Um, what's cool about you version is you can become friends with people. Yeah. Um, become this friends. 
a whole new world for Ellie that she's now stepping into. Yes, as of January <laughs> of this year. Um, but you can download it and then become friends with River Valley Church because mm -hmm. they will then invite you to go along in all of our Bible reading yeah. plans. And what's amazing is we can begin to read the Word to God, uh, Word of God together, yeah, if I can go. say it. There you go. Word of God together. And um, there's actually a part where you can start to share your thoughts as you're yeah. reading. And it's been so cool to see everyone commenting on there. Yeah. I love reading everybody's perspective and it just gives you a better understanding of the word of God. Yeah. And so we would invite you to come and join us in that. Yeah. Um, and I think we're in the middle of one right now. Yeah, right? we're in the middle of one talking about um, our city and uh, just all about how to grow our heart for our city and, okay. and where God has placed us and what he's doing here. And so it's a it's an awesome, awesome journey. Um, one of the people that we were actually thinking about talking about was Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego and their bold statement to before King Nebuchadnezzar. Nebuchadnezzar. And uh, that was actually in Tuesday's uh, Bible reading in this plan. So it's right. really, really cool stuff that has to do with right where we're at. So incredible tools that I would, I would highly encourage you to jump in on. Um, I love, I love what Ellie said about having your Bible readily available. And there okay. is something, and Pastor Tim talked about this a couple weeks ago now, or I can't remember when, but he said it and it was really good, is get your physical Bible. Right, right? version is amazing because you can do all this kind of stuff and you can interact with people and it's amazing. But get your physical Bible. There is something about reading the Word of God from physical pages. You can see right. context. You can see how it fits into the whole narrative of, of the book that you're reading, of the chapter that you're reading. Right. It just gives you a whole different experience than the, the 10, 12, 20 lines that are on your, uh, that are on your smartphone. So I'd, yeah. I'd encourage you to do that. One of the things I've been trying to do often is to leave my phone downstairs at night mm -hmm. and I actually will write down the Bible verses we're supposed to read the next day um, on a piece of paper yeah. and carry them up to my <laughs> chair where I read my Bible in the morning yeah. and that way I don't get distracted on my phone with all the other minutia yep. of life yep. and instead I first like read my physical Bible yeah. And then I will come downstairs and grab my phone and respond on the actual yeah. app and put in my thoughts if I have any for the day. Um, and that way it just gives me that space of phone and God. Yeah. And I just like to be able to focus because yeah. I have a hard time. Some people are not um, <laughs> like distracted by their phones, but I am. So um, if you're like me, yeah. leave your phone downstairs <laughs> on the counter and plug it in down here and then take your reading plan upstairs with you on a piece of paper. Good thoughts. Good <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, we're going to wrap up uh, this conversation today. I hope it's been beneficial and helpful as we're talking about declarations and speaking life, um, using your mouth and your lips to speak life and and what that is, the, the yeah. truth and the reality of who Christ is, right? That, those are the declarations we want to be saying as uh, followers of Christ is we're, we're declaring him. Like that is that is what we're saying all the time. We're talking him. We're talking him, um, and so I hope it's I hope it's challenged you and inspired you, and and hopefully you walk away with it and dig in a little bit deeper and and uh, and start going through these declarations and really seeing the power of of this in your in your life, you know. And so um, what we're gonna do is I just want to pray as we close here. And and I had said this earlier, you know, if this is today the declaration that you're making today is the confession of your mouth and the belief of your heart that Jesus is Lord and that God raised him from the dead. Um, if that is your declaration today, I'm going to pray. 
and I'm gonna lead you in a prayer that you can pray right where you're at in your house. And, uh, and then I'm going to have Ellie um, just pray over all of us in this area of yeah. uh, declarations that we've talked about today and the reality of words and, and um, the life that comes from them. I'm just going to have her kind of close up um, that prayer time. But I'm going to lead you in this prayer first. So wherever you're at, um, just close yourself in for a second with God as we just pray and, uh, and just come before him as this, at the end of it. If, the, if you're wanting to, in this moment, uh, pray this prayer, if, this, if you're wanting to make this confession for the first time today and you need to get your life right with God, I want you to repeat this prayer after me, all right, wherever you're at. Bow your heads, close your eyes. Dear Jesus, today, I confess with my mouth and I believe in my heart that God raised you from the dead. And I ask you to come into my heart, to wash me clean of my sins, to give me a brand new start. I declare today that through your blood and your life that I have a brand new start today from this moment forward I am different not because of anything I can do but only because of you amen Lord we just thank you so much for our time together today even as we're in separate homes and different places all over the Treasure Valley. And I just ask that you would come and minister to each one of us, God, and that we would be a people that would rise up and say, as Psalm 73, 28 says, but for me, it is good to be near God. Yeah. I have made the Lord God my refuge yes. that I may tell of all your works. Yes. And I just pray that we would be a people, that that becomes our our declaration, yes. our life, that you yes. are our refuge, that you yes. are the person we draw near to, that you are most high. And I just pray that you would come and uh, help us all to live this out, that we wouldn't just be one hearers, but doers mm -hmm. of the word. We would do the word. We would um, be able to walk it out and not just hear it. Mm -hmm. And I pray that this would take root in our hearts and we would be able to uh, walk away from this Sunday um, different, mm -hmm. changed, better, um, in deeper pursuit of you mm -hmm. as a result. In mm -hmm. your name, amen. Amen. Thanks again for listening to this message. Do you know someone who'd be blessed by it? Make sure to share it with them this week.